Hello, welcome to a brand new episode of Chatty Cathy. Are you ready for today's amazing episode? Today we are going to talk about ways to reduce anxiety. Now, if you're anything like I was and still am, we get stressed out, we get overwhelmed and we get panicked and that leads to anxiety. And anxiety is just that feeling of trying to do it all at once and it doesn't work. We're human beings, we gotta take breaks, we can't handle the world all on our own, we need help. And if we are that type of person who thinks I can do this, we tend to pile things up on ourselves. And even when things become more pressuresome, say for example this year, then all of a sudden things seem even more overwhelming. Can you relate? What are some areas that you've been stressed out about? What are some ways that you've been trying, if anything, to get through it, to to handle it? Or have you just been falling into patterns that aren't helping you? A lot of times I would turn to emotional eating because food does, it helps us feel better in the moment, just that uh, the, the chemical reaction from the foods and the foods that we like, you know, the high sugar and the processed foods, the yummy foods that we turn to when we're stressed out, crunchy foods or fried foods, those do make our bodies feel more calm in that moment. Obviously, it has other issues later with weight gain and bad habits and whatever else comes from that. So it's not a good, uh, it's not a good uh, fallback. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you some ways to reduce the anxiety. And if you choose to have a sweet, if you choose to have a crunchy or uh, fried foods, then you do that on your terms, right? The more we have uh, control and power over our choices, the better we do over the long run. Because we do this with more integrity uh, and consciousness (laughs) instead of just being kind of out of it and eating everything in sight, which is what how I used to handle stress. Not a good not a good sign, guys. So uh, FYI, don't do it that way. And the thing that was interesting as I was working on uh, creating better habits, not turning to the, the binges as I had before in the emotional eating, I realized that my body was handling it worse because I didn't have that go-to. It's funny how a go-to, and it could be, you know, a glass of wine that leads to more glasses of wine or whatever it is that we have uh, as our go-to to be able to deal with this stress. And what that means is that things are out of alignment. Things are out of balance. And we just need to find that balance. It doesn't mean anything's wrong with us, but also turning to those uh, other ways to alleviate that in the moment aren't helping us. Right? They're creating another problem long-term because they become our new pattern, our new habit, our new trigger. You know, So it's, it's to the point where we get stressed, we feel anxiety, we think, oh, food, let me have some of that chocolate. Uh, you know, or let me have that glass of wine, I'll feel better in the moment. Yeah, sure, it feels better in the moment, but then what? You know, what's the after a cause? What's the effect? And it's, it's so important to understand uh, the power. So I would encourage you to write down the ways that you've been turning to stress. What are you doing to handle it? A lot of people laugh about this year, 2020, stress. You know, if if we've been stuck at home more often or we've been isolated a little bit more than usual or a lot more, I should say, what are some of the habits we're turning to? A lot of it is eating, drinking, right? Uh, Panicking, being on social media and creating frenzies uh, and internal turmoil. So there's been a lot of negativity. So how can we turn around and create positive change by just changing the anxiety in the moment. So I'm going to give you some ideas, uh, some practices to work on today. And I encourage you to make it happen. Take immediate action. Write these down and get to work. So breathing. Learn to breathe. 
Now, I understand this might sound ridiculous, but think about it. We breathe every single day. However, I also want you to understand what changes when you're happy. Like think about the changes in your uh, mood of happiness. Your breath changes, right? What changes when you're sad? Your breath changes, right? What changes when you're crying or you're feeling a deep amount of pain? Your breath. What changes when you're ecstatic? Your breath. And even as I'm talking, my breathing changes as I'm talking. So everything that we do or emotions that we have changes the way we breathe. And our breathing is deeply intertwined with all of our emotions. So if we learn how to work with our breath and if we learn to understand our breath, not just just assume that it's going to happen as it always has, then we can truly understand our emotions and then understand life. So some one of the simplest things I can say is to begin a, a practice of either meditation or yoga with breathing. It doesn't have to be anything out of the ordinary. If you're uncomfortable with this, if you think there's some spiritual side to it, well, there isn't. It's simply breathing. You breathe every day. Now it's just breathing with intention. You can also add in uh, some sights that relax you if you like to watch a calming video of the beach, the ocean. I know water is a calming site. Uh, maybe you like uh, smell scents like candles or something that smells nice. But just to understand that your senses can help you become more present. So let's talk about some of these uh, ideas. So first thing in the morning, what do we do? <clears throat> Most of us, let's say 80% of us, what do we do? We reach for our phones, right? Before we look at our partners, before we uh, t- take care of our kids, um, we, we go to our phones. And it's also the last thing that we see at night, right? After we look at our partners and after we, we take care of our kids. The first first thing that you see in the morning is really important. And I didn't understand how powerful this was, but I was leading my life with just triggers. I would either hit the snooze button on my alarm when it would go off, or I would turn on the news or my radio in the old days. <laughs> my, my radio alarm would go on. Maybe you still have that. I don't know. Uh, and, and I'd hear the news play. So it was a lot of triggers that I was not in control over. And that started my day off in in a negative way. So how many of you know that when you look at a cloudy sky, it affects your mind? Do you understand that? Like, just think about it. When the weather is gloomy outside, how does it make you feel? Just, Just kind of imagine that right now. If you look at news notifications and negativity, it affects your mind. So if you imagine waking up and the first thing that you see is a prayer, a quote, or a positive affirmation, that's going to fill your mind with peace, joy, calm, and that is just a meditation in and of itself. It's just a focal point. It's where you tell your mind to go. So when you wake up, you have a guided plan for how you're going to start your day. And this is exactly how I coach my clients and how I'm going to encourage you to take start start each day, every single day from here on out. It doesn't have to be a long morning routine. It's just your first thing. It's like that first thing. It's like stepping into the doorway of your day ahead. And it's very important in how you're creating that first step. You know, and maybe it's just a prayer. Maybe you wake up and you pray and you focus on some breathing while you're prayer. You say some uh, gratitude uh, affirmations, things that you're you're grateful for, or maybe it's a quote to yourself that helps you, motivates you, and just being present with 
you and that that focus, right? The prayer, the, the gratitude, uh, your breathing, whatever it is, even if it's just for a minute, it doesn't have to take a long time. This is such a beautiful way to help start the day by being present and mindful and understanding that you have more power to the rest of your day than you even understood. Now, how about sense? Now, sense is a really powerful, um, this this sense, this S-E-N-S-E is a powerful, uh, scent is a powerful sense. And there's a reason that we feel calm and relaxed when we're in a spa. Just imagine if you're walking into a spa, you know, they have sandalwood or eucalyptus and lavender. You just smell these scents around you. And I believe that if you're feeling anxious throughout your day, that you should carry around something like a little essential oil and just breathe it in for a second. Inhale that scent. You're going to feel that scent do the magical work that it needs to do, that it does. It begins the process of calming, immediately calms you. It's kind of like that meditation again, because it's making you present through that scent. It's taking away the overwhelm and everything else that's swirling around you and bringing you back into that scent. How about sound? You know, we, we have sounds inundating through our day. But if you think about the sounds that bring you joy, and for me, I love to just sit on the ocean, uh, on the ocean. I love to sit on the beach and just hear the ocean waves. It's one of my favorite places to be. And when I get stressed, sometimes I just imagine that I'm there. It's one of my meditations. I'll close my eyes, I'll say a prayer, and I'll just imagine I'm sitting on the sand at the beach. I feel the warm sun on my body, and I just hear the sound as I watch the waves come and go. Uh, you can create sounds like that from like a playlist on your phone uh, and to help you just get into that rhythm and get you into that meditative or that calming state. It's just that instant calm. And when you wake up or you're going to sleep and you know you need to calm down or you need to just bring that nice sound, you can have that sound uh, playing and helps you through the sound, the sense of sound, and it just it, it it just kind of grounds you, you know, just slow. For me, it just slows everything down. So when you're present with these senses, like your sights, what you're seeing when you open your eyes, the sense, the things that you're smelling, the sounds, it's the beginning of, of what we call meditation, right? It's just the focus. It's It's in the moment. It's being present. And I find for a lot of us, we're so lost in the present moment. We are either looking behind us, worried about what we did in the past, feeling regret and guilt or uh, not happy with what we've done or, or maybe wasted time or maybe, you know, time that, that was lost and we, we miss uh, memories from, from the past. Or we're looking to the future and we're feeling stressed and, and we're, trying, we're pressured about things that are coming up, but we never really get deep into the present moment. And meditation, prayer, focus on gratitude, it, it really solidifies the present moment. And I, I really understand how important this is and how, uh, how much this has helped me with my life. So once you have your morning routine and you're working on, you know, just calming yourself, bring yourself to the present moment, and even prioritizing your day, figuring out the things that you need to get done that day. And I always encourage everyone, don't have more than three priorities in a day. If you have more than three, you, you have none because you can't it's just too much. That's when the overwhelm starts up again. So I used to, I used to be known for having a, a to-do list and I would put down everything that I could imagine. It's like brain dump. And I would just brain dump all these things on this list and hope and pray that it would get done. And I almost, 
I, it, it was a weird feeling that when I would write it down, I almost felt as though I was getting it done just because it was written down. Now it will be done. And I would get to the end of my day and I'd look at that list excited because I was, you know, really hoping that I would cross off so many of those tasks that I wrote down in the morning. And the funny thing was, is not one of those things were usually done. I had done my normal day, daily routines. You know, those were just my, my habits and uh, the things that I needed to get done. Again, I was just putting out whatever fires came my way that day, stresses came up. I had to go and handle those, get my work done, take care of the family, whatever it was that needed to get done. That was it. So all those extra things on my to-do list were also, they were just simply a, a wish list. Like if I could get these done, life's going to be great, but I didn't make it a priority. So I would encourage you to pick three things uh, aside from your regular daily task list, three extra things at the most, you can have one if it's a big one, one, two or three, no more, and write that down and prioritize that into your day. You know, when are you going to do that thing or those things? You can't just hope like I had been hoping because those never got done. Hope didn't make it happen. So if I if I planned it in, okay, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to do this after lunch today at one o'clock and I'll give myself an hour and then I'll take a break. And then maybe, you know, before uh, I go to bed, I will, uh, you know, not before I go to bed, but say after dinner, I will sit down for another hour and I'll work on this other project. And whatever it is, you, you want to you wanna plan them in and making sure that you are being mindful and intentional with that thing because then you're more productive and you feel better about getting things accomplished. So let's talk about... Uh, the question I know a lot of people says, what are the habits that I need to have every day? You know, and uh, a lot of people will think, okay, if I just created new habits, I'll have more success in my day. I'll have better, uh, I'll have better success. I'll have a better life. I'll start achieving the goals that I'm after and I'll feel less anxious because I'll be getting things done, right? And there's things that you can do that are work related, you know, I'm going to push, I'm going to get all this stuff done, but I'm going to encourage you to do things that are actually a little bit less on the opposite spectrum of work. Okay. And you can do these, say just a few minutes every day, depending on how much time you have. So I'm going to, I'm going to start again. And I talked about gratitude already, but I'm going to have you take time to write these down. I want you to focus on thankfulness or gratefulness or gratitude, blessings, whatever it is. Now I love gratitude and thankfulness because it, number one, it's scientifically been proven to boost your mood and it affects your immune system. So those are wins, right? Uh, And it also takes away stress and anxiety. As we're focusing on gratitude and thankfulness, we can't feel that anxiety and stress at the same time. So every time you decide to swap out the feeling of stress and anxiety for thankfulness and gratitude, you know, feeling blessed with what I have right now, you eliminate that time being spent in the negative. All right. And it's not just some fluffy idea. This is a real thing. And it's about just not just saying it, but experiencing that gratitude. When you tell it to someone else in a more personalized and specific way, it comes from your heart. And then when you're conscious of it, you can feel it and experience it better. And honestly, you start to shine. It's, we all have so many things in our life right now that we're, we can be grateful for, but we overlook because it's already here. And the sad thing about that is that if we don't enjoy what we have now, how can we bring anything else into our life in the future? We're not going to be able to attract anything new because we're not even enjoying what we have now. It's enjoy where I'm at, what I have right now, whether or not it's, it's anywhere near what I want. That's irrelevant. What I want is great, but it's, it's in the future. This moment here, what can you be thankful for? 
What are you grateful for? Write some, write some things down. I'm sure you can think about you know, the people in your life you're grateful for, uh, the things that you have. Maybe you have a car, you're, you're thankful you have a car, you have food to eat. I mean, just the basic needs, right? Love. Who, who do you love and who loves you in your day-to-day life? Uh, what, t- what people are, are in your circle that you know have your back? If you needed something, you just go to them and they'd have your back. What are the things that bring you joy every day that you maybe don't consider as often and you would have a more joyful and, and happier experience in your day-to-day life just by looking at that and being grateful at those, at those things as simple as they may be. Now, inspiration is the next thing I want to talk to you about. I want you to understand the fact that if you're not being inspired and pulled to things, it's you get stagnant. And that's why a lot of people get stuck in ruts. You know, we, we start to get stuck because we, we're not allowing ourselves to be inspired. Um, and it's like saying, and a lot of people say, well, I don't feel motivated. I'm not motivated, which is another word for inspired. And it's kind of like saying, well, I don't feel hungry. You know, I I don't feel this thing so that you decide I'm not going to eat anything all day long. Now, you need motivation and inspiration. You actually eat motivation and inspiration. It's weird that we know uh, that we have to eat food to be able to have the energy that we need. But we don't realize that we also have to eat or bring in that inspiration to stay motivated. A lot of people just get stuck and they call that, that, oh, I'm just waiting to be motivated. And motivated is a feeling. It's, it's an emotion that we bring about, um, but we have to take action on it. So every day this week, I want you to consider what are you doing to create inspiration? You know, maybe you read a paragraph of a book that you love every day. Let's say the Bible, right? Let's say another book, an inspiring book. Let's say find some motivating quotes. Let's say you talk to somebody who inspires you. Let's say you pick up a journal and you start writing things down of things, goals that you'd like to achieve or things that you would love to, to, to work towards to be able to inspire new ideas. The more you can be creative with this, this inspiration, this motivation, the more you start to open up the floodgates in your brain because your brain starts to then process, oh, she wants me to uh, look for ways to be inspired and it will start to bring up uh, a new ideas that maybe you've never thought before. And they happen quite briefly. I find it interesting. I take uh, walks throughout the week and I'll just go for an hour walk. And a lot of times on these walks, it's, it's the, you know, walking's great as a steps. I'm getting in steps and yes, it's good for my heart and my body. But all, honestly, my favorite part of walking is just the fact that it, it creates ideas and uh, inspiration in my mind. My mind just starts to sort through things. Like if you have a stressful situation going on and you go for a walk, there's a lot of times it'll work itself out in, in ideas or even just coming to uh, a feeling of, you know, being okay with that thing or that person or whatever it is that's bugging you or you're stressed out about. And it just, it's movement. It's that body's movement and our ability to kind of work through it in our brain as we're moving. So being creative with that motivation, inspiring us, setting intentional time to cultivate that inspiration, cultivate your motivation, actually be inspired for your life. This is your life own it and shine in it. You are the star player. There's nobody else that's being called in to play your part. So work on that motivation, that inspiration that will help you. 
Um, I'm going to touch again on meditation. I want you to really develop the ability to be able to just come into the moment. A lot of times people are more comfortable calling this prayer. Prayer is again, same thing like meditation it is bringing you into the present moment. It's focusing in on, and when you're really praying from your heart and you're focusing and you're, 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 you're just going deep, that's meditation. You're in the present moment and you're calm and centered and just at your core it, it, it's it's a powerful moment. The more time you could spend in this meditation, you can even do walking meditations where, you, again, like I says, it's kind of like clearing out the clutter, the cobwebs from the brain. As we walk, we, we, we process things, things move. And it's the moment. It's, it's enjoying me walking, my arms swinging, the steps that I'm taking. If I'm walking up a hill, down a hill, if I'm on the road, if I'm on the dirt, if I see other people, or if I see birds or uh, a rabbit or I feel a breeze. All of this is being in the moment in that meditation. And it's such a healing time. So again, you can you can create any uh, area of your day and, and cultivate it for that meditation, uh, whether that's prayer or some other aspect. Uh, for me, sometimes I just like guided meditation. I just plug in a meditation into my ears and my headphone and I just lay back and I just can kind of fall into it. And that's another really calming way to uh, create that meditation and that mindfulness. Now, exercise. You know I have to bring up exercise. And exercise can be so many areas. It's movement, right? You can walk. And I'm sure right now you probably do a lot of walking. And and walking is wonderful. I love to walk. But I'm also going to encourage you to do other types of workouts. You know, it's it's not uh, something that we look at and we think, oh, I love to work out. So many people relate it with negativity. It's like going to the gym. It's like work. You know, it's like dreading this focus. But making it fun. What's fun to you? I love, like I said, I love to go out for walks. Maybe you love to do yoga. Maybe I love to strength train now. I never knew that I would. I did before many years ago. Now I love it. And whatever it is, if you love to go out for a run, go for a run. Do what brings you pure joy. And it's going to strengthen your body in some way. Um, so if you're not already exercising, I'm going to, <laughs> from especially for me, uh, I, I need you to create some time. I need you. You need to create some time to add in some exercise or movement into your week. doesn't have to be every single day, uh, but start with three days a week, at least 30 minutes at a time. Uh, oh, this is a huge one. Turning off noise. Now, I can't tell you how many times I'm watching TV with my husband. He has the volume so low. I know you're probably thinking I was going to say so loud. So low that usually my kids and I are going, I can't hear anything. And we're turning it up, turning it up, turning it up. And I know what he's doing is he's trying to calm himself down. Because he's usually watching TV in the evening after work. And, and it's just that calming down. And that noise, it's it's... It's that sensitivity issue, right? It starts to aggravate you, and and even when you notice when the commercials come on, or if you, you know, if you're not, if you're not if you're watching regular TV, you get all the ads playing, and they're so much louder. They're just like so noisy. They're they're you know they want your attention, so it looks like the volume goes up a few thousand notches. But he's always taking it down so low, and I always used to complain, and I can appreciate it that he's just having that that calm within, without even trying. So I want you to do the same thing. Maybe sometimes you just switch off the noise. You know, we have a lot of noise around us, but when we're in that stillness and that calm solitude, it's so, it's just so good for our soul. It's just good for us to come back into our space, listening for our breath, our heartbeat, maybe 
sounds uh, around us um, and inside of us. So looking at turning off the noise around you, again, it's so rewarding because you can't make your mind up about something if you're stressed out about something when you're surrounded by everyone else's noises or say opinions, you know, what they're sharing with you, their expectations, your obligations, just going into that stillness, that quietness, and then turning off your own noise. How much are you in your brain thinking things like, I don't like this, I don't like that, and this is hard, and I'm not good at this, but allowing it to just simmer, allow your brain to become more of a, of a, place to cultivate intentional thoughts and growth instead of that noise and that chatter and the shoulds and the coulds and the woulds, right? Move yourself away from the noise outside and the noise inside so that you can build yourself up so that when you are in your stillness, when you are in your meditation, that you're bringing yourself up in a cha- in, a, in a very positive way. And again, the, the stillness of the pandemic this year has created... Um, has forced us into this space of being quiet. And what it's done is it created a lot of panic because we're so used to noises. We're so used to movement and going and rushing and social media and people and busyness and overwhelm, right? Like that's been life. Life's just been getting busier. I I even, I remember saying this as the years went by, you know, kids were getting older. It just seemed like life got busier and busier and busier as time went on. And it, definitely had. And now when life pulled back a little bit, it's like that ebb and flow, right? We were pulled back, kind of told to, okay, sit still, sit sit still, uh, you know, cross your legs, sit still, like we're in grade school and breathe. That was a really difficult time because as kids, you know, we want to move around. Well, as adults now, we are so conditioned to keep going, to move, to do something that we don't know how to sit still. In fact, why do you think there's so many people and they're watching TV or a movie, they got to eat or do something with their hands because they're not used to being still. And now even looking at the children, the teenagers of today, we are, we're cultivating this culture of always having to do something. The stillness is not being practiced because now what we have, we have our phones and you notice how, how triggered we are to grab our phone when we're not doing anything. I, I ha- can't even tell you how much it bothers me that when I'm sitting, I want to grab my phone. Even if I'm watching something on TV or a movie, why do I have to touch my phone? Because it's a trigger thing. It's what I've conditioned myself to. And I notice, you know, everybody that I in my life does the same thing, grabs a phone. What, and you hear a notification, you got to grab your phone. We are, we are being forced. We're actually, you know, being led that way. And we're not waking up to the fact that we are being trained to, you know, look at that phone all the time. So there's no stillness. There's no pause. Where's the pause button? So it's really helpful to create your own pause, create your own uh, stillness, and actually appreciate the pandemic for that reason. I know there's a lot of negative sides to it. So let's let's find a positive side that maybe it'll teach us to pull back a little bit, to reduce the stress. Because the more busy we are, the more that stress is built up in our bodies. Maybe we just sit. Maybe we let that dust settle. Maybe we let things just kind of fall into place how they're supposed to. Because a lot of times we think we're being mindful, but we're rushing around in that but now that we're forced to slow down, maybe we'll be able to appreciate instead of complain about it, 
Maybe we'll say, wait a minute, I've missed out on so much because I've been moving so fast. And now that I could sit down, I can actually appreciate this. So another thing I want to share with you is to visualize your future now or your future to help you now. So, and this is a meditation that's thinking of forward, thinking forward into the future. If, I, if I'm going to look, look in front of me, um, I would ask you to uh, maybe sit down when you get some time and visualize yourself in the year 2030 and then visualize yourself in the year 2040. And then visualize yourself, say, every 10 years, 2050. So we'll say 10 years from now. We'll say 20 years from now. And we'll say 30 years from now. However far out you want to go. Visualize your children. And maybe your children, when they're sitting in history class at school, and they're learning about the year 2020, right? Back in time. Their assignment from their teacher is to ask their parents or their grandparents, what did you do in 2020? What did that look like? Imagine and visualize your child running up to you at dinner and saying, you were around in 2020, what did you do? How did that year go for you? What were your experiences? You know, And whatever answer you give, give them that visualization as if you're living in the future. You don't want to wait 20 years to be faced with that question and say, I didn't do anything. What are you doing from here on out? You'll never have to regret how you spent this year, even the challenges that happened. It doesn't matter what is. It only matters what you felt and that you did something in 2020 that was even worthwhile. What are you doing with the challenges that you're faced with? How are you appreciating these differences, the changes? So that what you, when you tell your grandchildren um, and then your adult children that they'll be able to go to school and speak about you with pride and joy. So consider the fact that we don't think about the future now or where we're at now looking in the future and considering what do I want? Where do I want to be? What do I want to experience by 10, 20, 30, so on years? Instead of I'm in a frantic hurry right now, I'm not even cognizant of what's happening, I'm just rushing around. So I'm going to end off today's message by just saying, take some time, start off your day, planning your day, your morning routine. How do you start your day? Make it your way. You have control of the day. And also if you're hitting your snooze button, like I mentioned, I I used to do, you're already starting the day saying that you made a mistake because you went to bed the night before setting that alarm, being intentional with the time that you chose to wake up. And then when the alarm goes off at that time, you hit the snooze saying, nope, that was wrong. So you're already, you're already shooting yourself in the foot. You know, it's already, uh, you know, failing on what you had planned to do. So don't hit the snooze, turn off your alarm and get up, but know what you're going to do when you get up. And it's not about running around. Maybe you get up 10, 15 minutes earlier so that you can start the day with intention, prayer, gratitude, maybe writing in your journal, breathing, maybe even doing yoga or taking a short walk, doing something that's going to be able to bring you into that moment and start the day on your terms. And then setting aside time to prioritize your day's tasks. You know, again, no more than three and set those into your day. So you're intentional with that. 
And then setting up time to be mindful, setting time aside to really focus on the meditation state, the prayers, the gratitude, the thankfulness, yoga, breathing, walking, whatever that is for you, plan that into your day. Too many times we just get into our day, we're so busy, we're so wrapped up in being busy that we don't take that time to pull back. We require the pullback. We require that ebb and flow. We can't constantly go. We have to pull back as well. Open up time to be more motivated, inspired, you know, be intentional with this, Uh, cultivate that practice. How can I, how can I inspire myself to be motivated right now? What, what would motivate me? What would inspire me? How can I keep this habit going to bring upon new ideas in my life? And then plan for my future. Where do I want to be in 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now? What do I want to have experienced? What do I want to have achieved by that time in my life? So when I, when I, when my children, my grandchildren come to me and ask, where were you this time, this, this 2020? I can then appreciate where I'm at at that point in my life, what I have in my life, who's asking me, and how they feel about my journey to that point. So you have all of the ability to create an amazing, amazing life. You already have some amazing, amazing things in your life today. So it's looking at that, counting those blessings, but also taking control, not getting locked into all the running around, the busyness, the the rush, 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 being triggered by our phones, being triggered by social media, being triggered by all the technology that's around us and the people and the noises and the judgments and rushing around, but pulling back as much as we can, reflecting where am I at so that I can move forward with intention, less stress and anxiety, and more calm. And if I can share with you that one tip from me, my favorite place to meditate or pretend that I'm there when I'm meditating is to sit on the beach. So choose your favorite place. Is it the desert? Is it sitting by a river? Is it, you know, sitting in the mountains, uh, in a cabin? Uh, Where is it? Where is that place for you? And take yourself there when you need that little break. You don't have to physically be there, but you can bring that feeling in. You can hear the sights around you. You can actually feel the the environment around you and create that place. So you could come to as many times as you need to to just take that little break and come back to life when you when you're ready with less stress, less anxiety, more joy, more more thankfulness. And if we can all get to this place more often, imagine how much more of a happy life we'd all have because we'd all be inspiring and motivating each other and smiling more and feeling better and not rushing around as much. So thank you for listening today. I hope this was valuable to you. If you have any questions you want to uh, connect with us in any way, just go to thesuperstarelite.com. That's T-H-E-S-U-P-E-R-S-T-A-R-E-L-I-T-E.com. From there, you can contact us. You can look up some great ideas there. You can follow the blog there. There's recipes. There's a lot of different ways to be inspired. Uh, maybe that's that's your motivation for today. But until the next episode, please take care of you. Have a wonderful rest of your day or night. And remember to enjoy the journey. You only have one life. Let's make it count.